Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hey, Michelle. I'm hanging in there. I can't believe this month is flying by. It has flown by so quickly. This episode is hitting on Halloween itself. So cue the spooky music. So we are going to talk about the tricks and treats of PR or just what's going on out there in the business world in general. There's a lot of weird stuff happening this month. I don't know. Weird stuff. It it is appropriately (laughs) month because I feel like there has been just really like scary things happening. Yes. (laughs) Creepy things happening and I don't Unex- know. Things you can't explain. <laughs> things we can that we are saying, hmm, not a good hmm. idea. <laughs> I guess we could start with one of the many painfully obvious ones. Uh, looking at you, Kanye. Looking at you, Adidas, for taking a week. There's a head scratcher. For taking a week. Or more, I wasn't really counting, but, you know, more than an hour is too long (laughs) for calling out his anti-Semitism. Even, you know, it took a lot of people shaking their tree to get them to disassociate from him. And it's just been, uh, I I don't know. This is something that really could have been a treat with swifter response. And so I think... We PR pros know how this goes down. Your company is in partnership with someone in some form or fashion that does something that is distasteful publicly. Do you stand by the person or do you disengage? And I think, you know, for me, this all comes back to my, one of my core messages you must, as a corporation, have an ethical foundation. That ethical foundation must be communicated throughout your entire organization. I don't care how big that organization is, yes. but more importantly, it has to be lived. And I, you know, I always say, it, it sounds like I'm a broken record from the boardroom to the basement, your ethics have to be lived. And they should very much tie in with your mission, vision, and values. And so to me, when you know who you are as a company, And when everyone who works there knows who you are as a company, you immediately can spot something that is not aligned with who you are. And it makes those decisions a lot easier. This to me feels like a big corporation that had to do some number crunching, consult with their legal team to figure out, are they able to disengage from this? What can they do? But this is the opposite of crisis management. In, in my opinion, it wasn't managed very well. No. And when you take so long to make this decision, you damage your own credibility. Totally. Yeah. And I love what you say. I love when you keep banging that drum because it's a drum that needs to be banged apparently, but it, it should be so intrinsic to you as a company that you, something like that, you shouldn't need to take time to consider it. Now, who knows? Maybe there were some legal angles, financial stuff, but even so, who cares? Make your statement and say, oh, now we're going to do the untangling, but we're going to deal with this swiftly and strongly. Yeah. So I feel like this was a not at all received in the way that it could have been. And it just, quite frankly, was the wrong thing to do. You leave 
a whole entire, and, and let's be clear, in my view, this is not just about the Jewish community. It is about the human race, period. Yep. Because when we allow hatred against any group of people, we are saying that it's okay to pick and choose who you respect. It was disrespectful. I also have my own thoughts. I think now it does feel like a pile on of people saying, oh, I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like we are shying away from the real issues that are here. And there are so many to unpack. So yeah, it is definitely October. And this is a boo to, to all of those corporations. And obviously to a human being that clearly is in need of some type of intervention and different people around him and in his circle. But I don't even want to give airtime to no. anything that's not aligned with my values. And Michelle, I know you share this, that we firmly yeah. stand against hatred of all kinds, period. Right. Yeah. Don't like it, not down for it, not okay. There's, never okay. It's never, ever okay. There's no room for it. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're all people. I mean, I know this garbage goes back centuries, but you would think as society moves on, we'd, we'd be better. You know, I mean, I, I had someone correct me on Twitter of a, of a phrase I used and, and I didn't even realize that it was offense. And I thought, oh my goodness. And I thanked them. I said, thank you. I can't do better unless I know better. You know, you- I completely agree. I know that some of the statements that were made, people were saying, you know, that they never heard it. I had heard it for many, many years and knew that right. it's been offensive for many, many years. Yeah. And you know what this, I, I think that when these incidents happen, it is an opportunity for us to educate and for us to grow. And even as PR professionals, you know, I can remember using a term once on Instagram about Netflix and I didn't realize that it had sexual connotations because I can't know everything. And it was embarrassing, but somebody, you know, was like, Hey, I know that you didn't know this now. Yeah. I will say that anybody who knows me for longer than 15 minutes probably knows that's not what I meant. And and this, I think, is a lesson for all of us. This applies to companies, too. Mm-hmm. When your audience knows who you are, they are able to draw a line between intention. Right. And I think that that critical thinking is often missing in the times that we live in, but it's it's necessary. You have to have the context of something. People can genuinely make mistakes. They can Correct. say things that, and they're not seeking to offend anyone. They're not, they're, they're using a phrase that they have no idea has a double meaning or has an offensive meaning. And I think that we can't immediately pull the cancel button on everyone that we have to stop and we have to examine the context in which these actions or statements happen, we have to examine the person, who they are, and if this is aligned with, you know, who they normally are, and we have to willing to exercise forgiveness. Right. I mean, this, this clearly, his track record shows this is not the first egregious statement he's made about people groups or commonly held truths about things. Big difference between that and someone who's, you know, well-meaning and just using turns of phrase that are, you know, in in their experience was, you don't realize, Oh gosh, no, I would never want to say that. So thank you for letting me know kind of thing. And, and like you say, if you know the person, if you know the corporation, you know how they have lived out their values, 
then that also sets a certain expectation to act within them. But so, yeah, that, that's one of our boo. One of our boos. <laughs> and I mean, we, I'm sorry for all of the PR people on every side of this who are having yeah. to manage and navigate your way through this. You know, I think another boo for me is hardworking PR people who know the right things to do, who are trying to take all the right steps and are sometimes undermined by clients or the companies that they work for. Oh, um, yes. Boo to the people who won't let us be great. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. How frustrating is it when you think you have everything spelled out? Everyone has nodded yes. They've sent the emails in of, of agreement of a way you're going to go about something. And then either excitement overtakes them of, oh, we're just going to do this here. And you think, no, <laughs> yes. that's not what we said. Yes. This is one of the tricks that PR people do not love. Please don't no. undermine us in the jobs that we actually know how to do. And, and I, you know, we all have heard those horror stories. We've heard horror stories of, of clients going, well, I'm just going to email that reporter and, ah! ask if, you know, she could recognize, you know, our employees because that's important to us. And, and you're going, no. you're, you're going to do what now? Yeah. No, <laughs> please, don't, don't. please don't. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something. I know you told me not to, but I'm just, you know, I think this is the right thing to do. And then it, we all know how these things turn out. So we boo, do. That's not <laughs> a treat for us. We don't need you to help us do our job. We just, honestly need you to allow us to be the professionals that we are. We actually know this. We've dealt with this. We have a lot of experience when we give you counsel. It really is coming from a place of wisdom and experience. Yes. Us. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I know you can buy things at the drugstore to, um, let's say, do your own dental work, but I don't do that because I realized my dentist probably knows better than I do. And I would create a bigger mess for my dentist to clean up. So just insert PR for dentist. Yeah. <laughs> about your so, Absolutely agree. <laughs> well, we need a treat, but I think I still have another trick. It seems like uh, good old Elon is going to buy Twitter. Oh. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. It seems like I don't know. You would, you think people are starting to leave already. I know he said he was going to cut the workforce, but he also says he's going to do all sorts of great things. So how those two make sense together. Yeah. What, I, what do so I know? From my understanding, <sighs> this is going down in like two days. So <sighs> trick or treat. Yeah. Um, and we'll see if it's a trick or a treat when this deal is over and yeah. somebody else is in charge of the company. But I, my heart broke when you are going to be the new owner of a company and you're announcing in advance that you're going to cut 50% of the workforce. Now, I believe, and, and please audience fact check me on this. Um, mm -hmm. These numbers may not be accurate, but I believe that I read a story that said 30% of the people who have left the company have gone on to competitors. So they've moved over to Meta okay. or, to, you know, or to Google, to other companies because people are leaving and, and I, I suspect, and I believe the article alluded to this as well, that the, they're losing a lot of top performers because they're not going to let the grass grow under their feet. Right. Somebody new comes in, somebody who's already 
interrupted all of the the strategic plans that they made for the the coming year right and just wait around to get fired they're going to go and take care of themselves and yeah. does not mean that the people that are left are not valued but those people you know there's always employees that are hoping for the best they have a loyalty to the company right they, are afraid to make a move. They think it's all going to work out. Well, doesn't mean that you're a bad performer. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I am sure that in this first wave of exits that they have lost some very valuable people. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a period of disruption for the whole company and, and channel. So we'll, we'll just say, I don't know why he felt the need to do this during the World Series when I need total to work properly. But whatever, yeah. go Phils. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really interesting because Twitter has been one of my treats in right. 22. It's been, I'm sure that our PR folks out there can relate that, you know, I, I've been on all of the platforms since they started mm-hmm. and I cycled through my favorites, you know, like right. at one point in my life, you know, Facebook was my happy place. And then at another point, Instagram. Remember when it was pretty pictures and you could just grow and grow and grow? It was my happy place. Yeah. It was a place that I went to be stressed because I could just see photos that friends were sharing. Right. I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to. It was just easy and it was relaxing. And then it turned into something else. And, you know, this year, Twitter has truly been my happy place in spite of what some people say, like, oh, you know, Twitter and but it's been my happy place. Yeah. It's been a place where I found, where I find, you know, a great group of PR people, right. and people that are part of community where activists are, are there. It's just been a happy place. And now I am feeling very threatened that my happy place won't be my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been my water cooler, you know, and in communal yeah. moments or yeah. even let's face it, news, yeah. news breaks on Twitter. Totally. You I see mean, it there. Is even changing. That was that was kind of my other happy place for different mm-hmm. reasons. And I just don't know where I'm gonna go now. So I yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So boo. Boo. But you know, it could turn out to be a treat. Something could sick, so we will keep our eyes on this one. We'll have to wait and see. Yes, maybe it will turn into a treat. <laughs> so, yeah, my goodness. I'm trying to think what else has been happening. I mean, uh, truth be told, I have been a little bit distracted by baseball this week, and I wasn't expecting that. So that was an unexpected treat. Oh, my gosh. My Phillies are going to the World Series. What? <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. By the time you hear this on Monday, hopefully it'll be one and one. Who knows? I don't know. No yeah. expe- no expectations. This is just enjoying the ride. <laughs> I love that. And we all need that. We all, you know, it's it's it is quite a joy when a team that is your team, you know, gets to the the final. It's, it's- it's yeah. exciting. So and, I'm glad that you have that. Philly deserves this. <laughs> and yes, the, the clerks of it all. We weren't even supposed to be here. And yet here we are. And here you are. No, they, I'm, they have, they I'm have... just going to say, Dodgers, it's okay. Oh, that was a shame. That was yeah. really a shame. So hopefully you can all join us. Apparently, um, the loyalties are falling similarly to when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl and everyone... Is siding with the, On the other team. Side. <laughs> yeah, everyone's siding with the team that's not the Astros. So we welcome you. 
go Philly. <laughs> grab, grab a soft pretzel. Join us. We welcome <laughs> everyone on the bandwagon. <laughs> they well, grease. Yeah. I think they, we have other PR treats too. We do. We do have some other treats. You know, I, I think this profession is a treat because the reason That's that true. we deal with the tricks and the scaries and all of the things is because what a great life yeah. <laughs> this job is. <laughs> We have an awesome job. And we do. When I think sometimes about all of the wonderful things that we get to do and how we get to serve people, I completely understand why we all deal with it day in and day out. And and there are days that are stressful. There are days that are frustrating. That make you want to pull the nuclear and go like on a on a rampage and let all the secrets out on Twitter. <laughs> there are days. I don't know about you. I'll speak for myself, but there are days uh, I just want to start writing the tell-all right now. Uh, there, are, there are days I usually go in the other direction. Those are the days I have just fantasies of, you know, I'm like, you know, when I get older, yeah. I could just go to the diner midday and, and maybe I'll do a puzzle. And yeah, won't that be great? <laughs> yeah. But I think at the at the middle of all that, it's because we enjoy in the story, right? I know what lights me up is when something happens and it doesn't matter to what extent or what level. And it's, and I just think you need to know about this. You need to know about this because it's going to make your life better. Or isn't this good news? Doesn't that make you happy? Or, Ooh, watch out for this. Be careful. We don't want anything bad to happen. That's, that's how I come at these things of, you know, how, is someone else's story going to inspire you? How is someone else's product or offering going to make your life better? Um, or how can we look out for each other? And that's really at the yeah. at the core of why I do what I do. And thankfully, I think I'm good at it. <laughs> so. I think you can't be in this profession if you're not good at it. So true to us. And, and we know intimately that solo PR pros are the best. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, let's face it, there, some jobs require, you know, more right brain, others require more left brain. In some professions like ours, we have the benefit of being right brained and left brain. So it's yeah. really cool that we get to use so much of our skill set. You know, we get to be creative yep. and strategic and strategic and analytical. And I just, you know, it's a great, great job. So yeah. that is a treat. That's our ultimate treat. And it's one that doesn't cause cavities. No, it doesn't cause cavities, but it's okay. You can reach for the chocolate while you, uh, (laughs) 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 on occasion, on occasion, finish, finish your project and then maybe dangle a little treat. But it's, it's funny. A couple of years ago, I was at an event of PR pros and someone was just saying that, oh, they got a new job in house somewhere. But prior to that, they were a solo practitioner. And and uh, she said, yeah, in the interview process, they saw, saw that as a plus because they said, well, that shows us you get stuff done. You know, if it's only either only you or a small team, you know how to make things happen and complete projects. And I thought, what a great little thing to keep in my brain on those days where I'm not feeling all that. So we get yeah. it done. Yeah, so it is, so it is a true treat. That's a treat that people see us as, you know, the go-tos for for getting stuff done, getting it done efficiently. The trick is when they somehow undervalue what that really means to them financially. Yes. Um, have people out in the world that will look at some service that they need and say, well, we don't want to pay X. So let's hire a solo. 
we are, yes, our, our rates probably are a little bit lower than, you know, multinational agencies. Right. But when you're looking at a scope of work, our rates are not different, nor should they be. We are no less intelligent than that firm. And if you're looking at the same scope of work, you shouldn't expect that you're going to get this 50% discount because it's a smaller firm. If you're a full service firm and you're offering services, the scope of work is the scope of work. And so that is kind of a a trick. Agree. I wish people would understand that, that when you're hiring a smaller firm, the reason that you're getting great value for your money is not just because of the experience and intelligence of the team, whether it's a one person, two or three, but it's also because we're efficient. But when you think about it, we don't work in silos. Right. So we get exposed to more things that connect to your business. We have the opportunity to direct our own professional development so we can develop skills that may not be typical in the PR sphere. So, yeah. And for the most part, we're seasoned because you you can't really do this on your own if you haven't had a decent amount of experience and been through some things. Although (laughs) these days we have, um, we've seen people jump. because younger generations don't see the barriers that existed True. in the past. And also, some of those barriers don't exist anymore. Right, um, right. It is a lot yeah. easier today to go out on your own. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you should do it without training and experience. And, you know, number one, if you're thinking about making the leap into starting your own business, you need to be able to deliver on what you're promising. Right. Right. That's, that's the key. Absolutely. But when it goes right, it is a pure treat. So well, we hope that you have a fantastic Halloween. We hope it's not too scary. (laughs) All right, I'll stop with the bad count impersonations. (laughs) But we value that you choose to spend your time with us. And we hope that this has been inspiring and informative and all those good things. And until next time, thanks for listening to That's All Life. Mm